0: The EPL Show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by MyBookie.ag. Use the promo code SGP for up to one thousand dollars deposit bonus. That's MyBookie.ag promo code SGP to play, win, and get paid. But also brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and All Things Comedy Football Tournament. We're teaming up with All Things Comedy to run back the two thousand nineteen NFL playoffs via Madden Sims, and we're giving away ten thousand dollars in my bookie credits. Go to SportsGamblingPodcast.com/ATC for all the info. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com/ATC. Also brought you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at AcePerHead.com/sgp. That's AcePerHead.com/sgp. And finally, we're also brought you by Cushy Dreams CBD. Cushy Dreams is a new company with a full lineup of premium smokable CBD. Now shipping legally to all 50 states. And if you use the promo code SGP, you'll get an additional 15% off. That's Cushy, K-U-S-H-Y, dreams.com and a promo code SGP.
1: really well to set away Son so the flag stays down he's given the benefit of the doubt here Min Son Leaves Bennett on the floor and Spurs have got an early lead a big deflection took that into the net and it's Tottenham Hotspur 1 Leicester 0 well Leicester cannot believe it Thomas he has kept it in, he's looked very lively at Wink left wing back, and he nearly finds Vardy, does find Perez, and that is an outstanding save from the Spurs captain. fought by Wink's wonderful ball, Son has timed the run really well, and the finish wasn't bad either, but Schmeichel's equal to it. And the Celsa will break here with Son ahead of him. Lucas Moura is the option on the outside. Kane screaming for it down the line. will get it and will score. And it's a brilliantly constructed second goal from Tottenham Hotspur. And Harry Kane adds to his fine record against his former club, Leicester City. It's another counter-attack. Leicester do look vulnerable from these. It's three on three. Lucas more into Kane, who has to retrieve it a little bit. Lucas waiting, the Celso waiting, but Kane will score something truly special. He takes on a near impossible shot. Bends it into the corner and a quick fire double for Harry Kane. Has Leicester reeling.
0: Another show goes into the archives. Another lock lands, 39 and 16 on the season. Five more locks remaining for the rest of the season. Two today, two on the final show of the EPL season, and in the FA Cup as well. You are listening to the EPL show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. Follow me on Twitter at SGP EPL and check out my website, lockbetting.com, where We had an incredible weekend in the soccer. We're only on the wrong side of one game all weekend, which was Man City versus Arsenal. Otherwise, it was a sweep Saturday, clean sweep on Sunday yesterday. As I said, unbelievable weekend in the soccer. And we are having a phenomenal season in the KBO. My KBO guy is on a 41 And nine KBO run. And he'll also be capping the MLB for me as well, like he did last season. I'll be doing the NBA, the NBA, the MLB, all returning. America sports coming back. The NFL will be back in September. As will the regular European soccer domestic season. Because there's only going to be a two-week gap between the Europa League and Champions League's concluding. And the season's coming back. So there's going to be absolutely no gap where we don't have any relevant content. It's going to be non-stop. There's going to be Premier League, Serie A. Then there's going to be Europa League and Champions League. Then the leagues are going to come back. In between that, it's going to be KBO. There's going to be MLB. There's going to be NBA. The NFL's going to come back. There literally isn't a better time. UFC cards interspersed into that as well. Sign up at lockbaiting.com. Go and have a look at the PL from June. It's the pin tweet on at sgpbl. It's the pin tweet on the lockbaiting.com website. And July is going to absolutely dismantle June. Yes. All of the futures that we put out to start of the season are cashing in July and they go towards that P&L. But even without that, we are still crushing it in July. You can have a look at the July P&L at the end of this month if you want to wait till the start of July. But you can see June's at the moment. Pinned tweet at LockBand.com. Pinned tweet at SGPEPL. Sorry, it's not a tweet on LockBean.com, It's the pinned post at LockBand.com. The pinned tweet at SGPEPL. Go and check that out. July is going to be phenomenal. Seven-unit winner on Real Madrid to win the league at plus 145. A five-unit lock from the European season preview on Atletico Madrid to win the league without Barcelona and Real Madrid. That cashed yesterday. And the season parlay, the 10-unit big one, is just one play away. Juventus to win the league, currently priced at... 1 to 100. So, barring the biggest collapse in the history of sports, we are going to land our 10 unit play of the season once again. So, as I said, last plug I'm going to give head over to lockbetting.com, get involved, start winning that money with us. Looking at this slate of fixtures, the second half of, or the last seven fixtures rather, remaining from match day 37, and it looks like Leicester have blown it. Looks like we're going to land another futures lock there. All Manchester United need to do is get a decent win against West Ham. And every goal that Manchester United score against West Ham will be a goal that Leicester need to score against Manchester United. So if Manchester United beat West Ham by three goals, then Leicester are going to need to beat Manchester United by three goals at the weekend in order to qualify for the Champions League. That is highly unlikely. I don't even think Leicester will beat Man U, despite what we saw from Man U at the weekend in the FA Cup semi-final. They need to bounce back against West Ham, and then they need to avoid a big defeat against Leicester on the final day. That is, of course, unless Chelsea drop points somewhere along the way, because if Chelsea manage to drop points, then there is still a chance that Leicester could overtake Chelsea, by getting just one more point, but that would involve Chelsea losing both of their remaining two games. Chelsea not picking up another point for the rest of the season. That would mean Chelsea losing to Wolves at home on the final day and losing this next game to Liverpool, leaving them stuck on 63 and Leicester would be able to overtake them. I don't think there's any chance of that happening at all. I think Chelsea and Man United now look secure in the Champions League, providing, of course, that Manchester United can get this win against West Ham. But we'll cover that when we get to it. We have to start with Brighton versus Newcastle first, which happens at six o'clock on Tuesday. It's 17 to 20 on Brighton, 13 to 5 on the draw, and 16 to 5 on Newcastle. This is a game, is the ultimate game that doesn't matter at all because it's just pretty much for pride. I guess Brighton would want to finish their campaign with a home win. Newcastle have come out of the lockdown period trying to play this expansive football as Steve Bruce tries to keep his job. It hasn't worked because Newcastle have lost their last three games and have conceded 10 goals. Newcastle actually don't ever win their final away game in the Premier League. They've done it only twice in 24 campaigns. Brighton never lose to Newcastle at home. They've only lost one of their last seven home meetings with Newcastle and Newcastle have lost eleven of their eighteen Premier League away trips. And as I said, they're playing this expansive football at the moment because the new owners won't want Steve Bruce's boring style. He's tried to show that he can play it, but it's come at a cost. They've lost nearly every game, and I've got no problem taking Brighton here to win this game. Up next you've got Sheffield United versus Leicester, where Sheffield United are the five to four favourites here. It's eleven to five the draw and it's five to two on Everton. There's actually money line value here on Sheffield United, although I do like the under at four to six because neither of these teams score a lot of goals. Everton have lost 11 away games in the league this season and have lost eight of their last nine visits to top-half teams, losing three of them without scoring, and Sheffield United are a top-half team that don't concede many goals. Sheffield United have won five of their last six at home, including a 3-0 win against Chelsea, and, they have con- and Everton have conceded the second-highest number of goals this season from set-pieces. And I say that because Everton love a set-piece. Everton, in their away games in particular, concede from a set-piece every two games... And that is really bad when you're coming up here against Sheffield United, who palm men into the box and getting decent crosses. So everything here for me points to Everton losing this game. They've given up. They're waiting for the next season to start, which is obviously going to piss off Ancelotti, which worries me because it means that Ancelotti is struggling to motivate these players. But every manager has struggled to motivate these players. Everton are mass underachievers and they're underachieving again this season. The final game on Monday is Wolves versus Crystal Palace, where Wolves are available at 4-7. 29-10 to to join. It's 13-2 on Palace. I actually think there's line value here on Wolves, on the money line here. I think that Wolves are going to win this game comfortably. Crystal Palace are on holiday. They've lost each of their last seven Premier League games. They've been beaten 9-0 across their last three away trips. Yes, they turn up at home against big teams, and they look like they were trying against... Chelsea at home, we lost 3-2 and against Man United where they were slightly hard done by, but away from home they've not been turning up. Are they going to turn up here for a game on a Monday night in Birmingham against Wolves? Whereas Wolves, they win their home games quite comfortably. They've won seven home games this season by a two-goal margin and Wolves have scored at least twice in 12 of their 14 wins this season. So when they win, they win well when they're on top and I expect them to be on top throughout this game and get a comfortable win against Crystal Palace. I like the minus one here on Wolves on the Asian handicap line at evens. I like taking it up to minus 1.5 here at six to four. But of course, if you want to play it safe, the money line is the way to go. Four to seven on Wolves actually represents decent value for me for them to win this game against Crystal Palace, a team that are done for the season. Before we move on to Tuesday's games, let me let you know that you can bet on everything that I'm giving out here over at mybookie.ag. They're still doing their 50% deposit offer. Sign up, put a thousand dollars in, for example, and they will spot you five hundred dollars to play with. You just gotta use the primary code SGP when you make your first deposit. With my bookie, you bet you win, and most importantly, you get paid and you get paid fast. And also, let me take a second here to let you know the guys are back at it with another sim tournament teaming up with all things comedy. They're running back the 2019 playoffs and giving away ten thousand dollars in my bookie credits. All you gotta do is go to dot slash ATC for all the info, that's sportsgamingpodcast.com slash ATC. Let me also take a second out here to talk about Ace Per Head. That's the place you need to go if you've ever thought about starting your own sports book. Ace will help you start that sports book. They'll provide you with an all-inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated a second and graded, wages graded immediately with 24-7 customer support, the sharpest lines in the industry, live betting, and an amazing mobile experience. If you get started today, Ace is offering you those six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. And finally, let me talk about Cushy Dreams, who are a new company with a full lineup of premium smokable CBD. They specialize in extraordinary CBD-rich hemp flour and pre-rolled joints. They now ship legally to all 50 states, so join a group of adults who are sick of vapes and gummies and who want to smoke their CBD, and you can get 15% off by using the SGP promo code. Go to CushyDreams, K-U-S-H-Y-Dreams.com, and our promo code SGP. Moving on to Tuesday, and the stakes get a little bit higher here. We start with Watford versus Manchester City, where Watford are 15-2, it's 9-2 to draw, and it's 1-3 on City. Inexplicably, Watford, Watford have fired Pearson, the man who got them off the bottom of the table, the man who ended Liverpool's unbeaten record, the man who had a difficult run in and won the two games that I identified that Watford needed to win to stay up. He's got Watford within a point of staying up. Now, they're not going to get any of these points in their last two games, but I think they're going to be okay because I don't see a win there for Aston Villa or for Bournemouth on the final day. Both of them go away on the last day of the season. Bournemouth travelled to Everton and Aston Villa travelled to West Ham. It's possible because Everton and West Ham are both on holiday because neither of them have anything to play for, so they could win those games. But more or less, when you're looking at the situation with Wolves with Watford sorry, needing one more point and looking at their superior goal difference of four on the other two, They do look like they're all but safe. Barring a disaster in these last two games where their goal difference could be absolutely eradicated. And by getting rid of Pearson, you are opening the door to that happening. And looking at this spot, this Manchester City team are just coming off an embarrassment in the FA Cup semi-final. This is a bad, bad spot for Watford. A team who looks safe. Three points clear of Aston Villa three points clear of Bournemouth. Bournemouth going away to Everton on the final day. Aston Villa needing to play Arsenal at home, who are an informed team, and going away to West Ham on the final day. Watford just looking like they need a point to stay up, or not needing to blow away a four-goal goal difference advantage they have on the other two. They could now get obliterated in this spot against the Man City team who were humiliated in the FA Cup semi-final. They are going to be looking for a bounce back. I gave a tip out to my members at the weekend after Lionel Messi threw his Barcelona teammates under the bus after they lost their unbeaten home record at Osasuna and said that they had no chance of winning the Champions League. They couldn't even win in La Liga and criticised the players publicly. They bounced back yesterday against Alaves 5-0. Members had Barcelona minus one. And that's the kind of bounce back we could see him. we know Man City can do it. They beat this Watford team in a cup final last year, 6-0. So I think Pearson did a good job. He shouldn't have been sacked. I think Watford deserved to go down. I think it would be a great irony if that ended up happening somehow. And Aston Villa or Bournemouth could pull off a shock result. Aston Villa obviously have a better chance with two games to go. We'll look at their game next. But I like Manchester City here, minus 1.5 on the Asian handicap line here, um, to do a job on Watford. And um, it would be nothing more than Watford deserve for making such a poor decision this week. Tuesday's final game at eight fifteen sees Aston Villa hosting Arsenal. Aston Villa are the twenty three to ten underdogs. It's eleven to four the draw, and it's twenty one to ten on Arsenal. If we could get rich going with data, then we would always go with data, and the data says Arsenal, are the informed team, they win. They've won six of their last eight competitive games. The Gunners have kept five clean sheets in that period, winning 2-0 on three occasions. Aston Villa have lost each of their last seven meetings with Arsenal and Aston Villa have lost nine of their last 13 in all competitions. But they have something to play for and Arsenal are coming off a massive win. What does that say to me? It says let down spot. I don't know where Arsenal's priorities lie. I'm pretty sure now their minds will turn to the FA Cup final. We may get a good warm-up performance from them um, at home to Watford because teams like to turn up for their last home game, although that's a little bit skewed with no supporters being there. I don't know what to expect from this Arsenal team. I don't know how motivated they'll be to keep going. I think Mikel Arteta is a good manager and there is a chance that Arsenal turn up here and just blow Aston Villa away, but I look completely wrong, but my gut tells me there's value here on the draw. I'm not going to go all out and and take Aston Villa to beat Arsenal. We saw that they can't close a game out when they are 1-0 up against Everton. Members actually had the under on that game and uh, it was landing quite easily until we had a sweaty last five minutes when um, there was two goals very quickly. But they were nervous. They couldn't sit on that lead. So there's absolutely no way I can take Aston Villa as an underdog. Maybe on the final day of the season, depending on circumstances, we'll have a look at that when we get to it. Final day of the season, they go away to West Ham. West Ham ain't going to have nothing to play for. West Ham have got nothing to play for this week, which we'll get to next. But in this game, I'm going to fade the data and I'm going to go for Aston Villa to pick something up. I like the draw in this one at 11-4. Wednesday's game is, for me, the biggest game of the week because a significant win for Man U against West Ham sees them go into the Champions League. Whatever they do here, Leicester will need to match against Man U on the final day. Man United are just 2-7 to win the game. It's 5 to 1 the draw, and it's 9 to 1 on West Ham. Oligona Solskjaer will be looking for a reaction. This is the first game that Man United have lost in 20. Uh, first game they've ever lost with Bruno Fernandes in the team. So he'll be looking for a reaction from his players after that loss in the FA Cup semi final. But let's look at the situation there. Did Man United really have a chance of winning that game? Did I tip. Man United to particularly win that game. The situation was horrible. The FA put Man United in the worst possible situation. We had to play on Monday and Thursday, and then we had to play an FA Cup semi-final. Chelsea played one game, and that was on Tuesday. We played three games in a seven-day period. Chelsea played on Tuesday against the worst team in the Premier League, where they made no efforts to to cover our handicap line for us. They put their feet up, knocked the ball around, had a stroll in the park, and Man United played. Three very competitive games between Monday and Sunday. So that was a joke, a scheduling joke. Man United basically eliminated from the FA Cup by the FA and by terrible goalkeeping by De Gea. I don't want to let him escape my analysis as to how shit he was. But I wouldn't read too much into it. Man United had a team with everything on the line here, and as I mentioned earlier. Every goal Man United score is another goal that Leicester must beat Man United by. Man United won five of their last six Premier League matches. They've kept a clean sheet, though, in just two of the last five in all competition, which is worrying because they had such a good clean sheet run coming into the season. West Ham have actually scored in each of their last three meetings with Man U, and uh, they've averaged 2.4 goals per game across their last five fixtures, which has been the form that's kept them up. But they are up. There is nothing on this game for West Ham, which is why I like the value here on Man United minus 1.5, 4 5. I think that would have been a worse price had Man United won yesterday. But the 2 7 does represent parlay value, and the 4 5 certainly doesn't seem like the sort of price you would have got on Man United had they not lost that game to Chelsea. There's definitely been. A little bit of line movement there and it's given us more value for the play that I want to take, which is Manchester United minus 1.5 here on the Asian handicap line as they look to put up a decent score, taking the pressure off the final game of the season at Leicester, which I don't think Man United are going to lose anyway. The final game of Matchday 37 is perceived to be the game of the week where Liverpool are the 19-20 favourites at home to beat Chelsea, who are 5-2 and it's 14-5 the draw. Again, we've got a ton of data here that tells you Liverpool win. They've won 17 times out of 18 at home, drawing only once. Chelsea have lost two of their last three Premier League away games. And Liverpool haven't lost a home game in the league since April 2017, meaning they can go back-to-back seasons unbeaten at home, which they will want to do because it's one of the only small records they've managed to cling on to. So... I wouldn't mind seeing Chelsea win this game because I think at this point in time after Leicester's result, it's pretty much impossible that Chelsea aren't going to make the Champions League. They only need a point to do so at this juncture. The only way they go out of the Champions League, according to my maths, is if they lose both games because that gives Leicester and Manchester United the opportunity to play out a draw on the final game of the season. There is a scenario now where Manchester United can go through with two draws. And Chelsea basically can go through without doing anything at all, without winning another game. But I legitimately feel, along with my buddy Nick who came on the other day, I legitimately feel that Chelsea can get something from this game. Liverpool haven't played that well. And a lot of people will look at them and go, well, they won the league, they've been complacent. No, I don't think so. I think the blueprint is out. I think the blueprint is out. They wanted a 100% home record. They wanted that. They wanted the Premier League points record. They haven't achieved any of those things. The last thing they have is to go unbeaten at home for two seasons. And I wouldn't mind seeing Chelsea get that off them because I don't think Man United are in any huge danger, needing two draws from their last two games. And being in a position to beat West Ham and being able to rack up a score which allows them to lose to Leicester as long as they don't lose to Leicester by a bigger score than West Ham beat them. It's a great position for both of these two clubs to be in. We're in a great position with our lock for Leicester not to make the Champions League. Chelsea aren't going to be under pressure in this game. They have another opportunity at home to Wolves at the weekend. Someone like Christian Pulisic was rested for the FA Cup semi-final. Chelsea beat Man U and rested equally as many players, but nobody's talking about that. They're also not talking about the massive disadvantage that Man United had playing so many games going into that compared to Chelsea, who had one game and it was easy, it couldn't be any easier. So, I like Chelsea here to avoid a defeat. That's going to be my pick here. I'm, I, I, I would like to see them win, but I think there's good value here at 10-11 for Chelsea to avoid a defeat in this one against Liverpool. I think Liverpool have been found out. Yeah, they're going to win games next season and yeah, they're going to bat some sides, but... We're not going to have to suffer through Liverpool winning another Premier League next season. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think all of the teams around them are going to improve. I think there's a way to play against Liverpool. There's even a way to play against City. Arsenal showed you what that way was at the weekend. So I think that um, it's going to be very difficult for this team to retain the Premier League title. And I don't think that there's as much complacency as people are saying. People are giving them a pass for how they played post-lockdown and saying that it's all down to complacency. I don't think it is. Because they really wanted to get some of these records. I, you know, unless they were lying to us. Unless Jurgen Klopp was coming out and just trying to give a nice, a nice um, media spin on how Liverpool were going to play out the rest of the season. He wasn't going to come out there. I guess he wasn't going to come out there, obviously, and say, we're going to go on our holidays. But he could have played some kids. He could have rotated the team. He hasn't rotated the team. He's barely rotated. Most of these big names have played throughout. I, I don't think the whole complacency and lack of effort and lack of motivation thing comes into play. These This team were motivated to do things. They had records to play for, one-off records. They could have been the Invincibles. They didn't do it. They could have been 100% at home. They didn't do it. They could have got the Premier League points record. They didn't do it. They've done nothing. They're just Premier League champions. They're the same as Blackburn and Leicester, one-time Premier League champions. Let's get off the fucking hype train with these guys. They're going to get found out next season. They're not going to win the league again. Trust me. Closing out with the locks on this show. I think an obvious one for me is Wolves at 4-7. to seven. Don't see any reason why they don't win today. And uh, the second one's obvious to me too. Manchester United minus 1.5 on the Asian handicap line. Not only are they motivated to win, but you have a team. Sometimes you get teams in the NFL when they go against handicaps and they don't try to run up your score for you and it's frustrating. Man United need to run up this score. They need to win big. It takes all the pressure off them for the weekend. So this is a team who are playing for your handicap. So I really like them in that situation where every goal counts against West Ham. And they're up against a team who don't care. West Ham are safe. David Moyes has managed to keep them up. I'll be interested to see if he manages to keep his job next season. Whether they want somebody else in. They want somebody more glamorous. That usually tends to be the case with with Moyes. But he has kept them up. He is... um, similar to Sam Allardyce in that way, that he's coming in and keeping teams up or in relegation problems. So when you're assessing David Moyes as the West Ham manager, who's come in from the position they're in with one task to keep them up, he's achieved that goal. He's achieved his one goal to keep West Ham in the Premier League. And hopefully that doesn't lead to West Ham being completely relaxed here and Man United being nervous and especially off a loss and blowing that lock out of the water. I don't think so. Um, I don't think so. I'm happy with the two locks here. Wolves at home against Crystal Palace. Man United minus 1.5. to 4-5 against West Ham. That concludes this edition of the EPL show. We'll be back at the weekend for Match Day 38. Good luck with all of your bets as always. And thanks for listening, guys.